Welcome to Arcade Attack. Player one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engines. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Hey guys, welcome to the latest Arcade Attack podcast. Yeah, looking forward to it. First one of 2017. It is. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Everybody have a good Christmas? I, I had a great Christmas. I really did, actually. It was great seeing the family and uh, no, it's been really good fun. Really good fun. I sat on my backside eating food and playing games. <laughs> yes, pretty much. That's pretty yeah, much what I did. standard Christmas. Had to, had to entertain my girlfriend's family, but Ooh. I went, I didn't, I didn't burn the custard this time. Yeah, oh, burned custard story. before. Yes, oh yes. Wow. I actually, I actually wrote it's off a pan. Quite an achievement. I actually wrote off a pan. We destroyed a pan destroyed by burning custard. So yeah, listeners, do not get ceramic hobs. <laughs> That's our cooking tip. Arcade Attack yeah, does not Arcade condone. Arcade Attack's New Year cooking <laughs> tip. Does not condone uh, ceramic hobs. Mm, yeah. yeah. So what did you guys get for Christmas? Wow. Anything nice? Actually, one of the things I did get might take up quite a big chunk of this podcast. Oh. Because yeah. my lovely wife Becca got me the latest mini NES console. I'm holding my hand right now. Wow. Very. It's so Be- tiny. It is tiny. It's tiny. It's tiny. So the thing of beauty. Oh, the classic gorgeous. NES. The Claire's the NES Mini, even. Um, it's beautiful, isn't it? It is lovely. So I've been playing a lot of this over Christmas, really enjoying it. I'll talk more more about it soon. We haven't really introduced ourselves again, this podcast. Oh no. Oh my god. Who are Um, we? Oh my god. Um, (laughs) I'm Dylan. I'm Adrian. I'm Keith. There we go. That's good. We all remembered. Yeah, we all remembered our names. Eventually. (laughs) Did you get any other retro gaming presents? Or gaming presents? I I mean, that's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. I got a pretty good one. What did you get? Courtesy of Tom's Retro Shack. Oh, you've known. I know. Bad plug, right? Um, but he deserves it because he sells some good stuff. And uh, um, my lovely girlfriend got me uh, a gizmo that plays Mega Drive carts. And it's actually compatible with an EverDrive as well. So good. Nice. Good present. And yeah, needless to say, I was This playing. is the handheld thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I was playing a lot of Mega Drive in my bed. What did you play? What games did you play? Oh. When you had it in your hands, or you what like, games, oh, what have I got to play now? What games didn't I play? Oh. Um, I think I played Touché. a lot of the. I think I, I played a lot of the Virgin game stuff like Aladdin, Lion King, nice. Good. Cool Spot. Um, played a bit of Populous, Megalomania. Oh, uh, wow, games. man! I just I was going to town. I think all the, all the Street Fighters worked on it as well. So it's pretty pretty swish. Nice. Well, I had a good time with that. Yeah, I had a good time with that. Good. Nice, Good. Nice. Well, apart from the uh, the classic NES, I also got a, a Jaguar game. Add them to the collection. Which one did you get? Uh, Attack of the Mutant Penguins, which is a... <laughs> it's a bit of a, cra- bit of a crazy <laughs> game, actually. I played it. It's um, it's a little bit like Lemons, a bit of a, sort of a pu- puzzle game. It's, okay. Uh, I died all the time. I found it very hard. I'm still on <laughs> what I'm doing in the game, to be honest. So if anyone knows, please let me know how to play the game. I've never heard of it. it wow. Also, a couple of classic PS2 games. Good old Silent Hill 2. Oh. Which, which, you know, which I haven't really played before, so that, that's been very good. And also Resident Evil four as well great game yeah. yeah so really been Damn, quite, that is quite a spoiled nice haul. you were I've got a couple of little retro gaming things I've got a nice Mario t-shirt um, what else did I get oh, I've got some nice bead art I think yeah, yeah. I think my lovely girlfriend because <laughs> I have to do that um, was inspired by 
the gift that you got for yourself from the oh, retro yeah, gaming yeah, yeah, market, yeah. the Sonic yeah. that we talked about last time. Um, and I got a nice Silent Hill beat art from we like. ABC Start. Oh, yeah. Very nice it was too. And Darren, um, nice, yeah. Nice, very nice. Um, very so nice. that's taken quite a place in my gaming corner, such yes. as it is. And um, I also got a copy of Resident Evil 5 HD remake. Let's uh, yeah. <laughs> There you go. There's my there's my monthly, weekly, whatever Resident Evil mentions. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a good Christmas. Right and now, here Brilliant. we are. Let's crack on. Ready to crack enjoy on. the rest yeah. of the pod. <laughs> on this edition of the Arcade Attack podcast, we take a look at the much sought after Nintendo Classic Mini that Adrian was lucky enough to get his hands on over Christmas. We ponder one possible future for arcade gaming. And we take a fond look back at some of our own favourite arcade memories. Enjoy! So as already said earlier today, uh, for Christmas I got the uh, the NES Classic Edition, or also known as the Mini NES. Now I I own a lot of consoles, I'm a big retro game fan as you probably can guess, I'm on the podcast, no doubt, but I've never actually owned a NES in my life, so this was a... Uh, this was a great present. Um, I've owned a lot of Nintendo consoles, but this really did impress me when I first opened the, opened the, the packaging. Absolutely incredible thing, isn't it? Look at it, guys. It's, it's lovely. It's beautiful. It's like it a is. miniature model it's, of a NES console. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's just a, a, a shrunk down version of the actual original console. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. How big is it if you were going to describe it? It's it's par- I would say it's palm size. Would palm you say just hands, about pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty much hand size. Yeah. It is pretty hand pretty hand size. There it is. It's very light. Now. It looks good. I played it. It's, it. I'll talk about the games a bit later. Um, it it works really really well. It's it's forty nine ninety nine. That is the rec- recommended retail price. So fifty pounds. It is. I mean, well, you know that that is quite a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But I did some maths. Oh cool. Well, I do the maths. Do there's the maths. thirty pre-installed games. Yeah. Now, if you forget about the console, I, I did this from Fancy Maths here, guys. I worked out <laughs> that for £50, you're paying £1.66 per game. Which, when you think about it, it's pretty good, isn't it? It is. It and is. Im- imagine <laughs> imagine buying a NES game today. They're, they're a lot of money, aren't they? Just the uh, NES cartridges. Yeah. They're yeah. a lot more. I think you'd, you'd, some of them would cost about £50 anyway, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really, you're getting 30 games. Uh, I'll go through a quick run through the games in a minute. But 30 games and a lovely console and a controller included as well. Just the one controller. Yeah. Just the one controller. I, I did later on uh, buy a second controller, so I have two controllers now. I'll talk more about the controller later because okay, there's something okay. slightly controversial about this particular con- uh, controller. Now, when you first load up, load up the uh, the Mini NES, you can actually select three displays. So you can Ooh. actually choose three different displays. So the first one is the CRT filter. And it, yes. You know, it looks actually like the original NES would look. So it's yes. got it's, it's got the, the scan lines and everything. Excellent. So yes. it looks okay. proper retro. Yes. Which I like. I like that. I you like. like. There's also the four to th- yeah, four to three ratio, so mm-hmm. it, it sort of matches the, the well, that's what they made to yeah, be yeah. viewed on. Yeah. That's right. But I probably my, my favourite one is the uh, Pixel Perfect. So you know, maybe you could argue it's not quite how the NES should look, but it's perfect pixels, perfect squares, it's really crisp and the games really, really sort of jump out at you mm. so that, that's why I select I'm sure other people would prefer the other ways mm. but I think just having the option is quite a nice little little feature definitely it is the first thing when I open up the, the packaging at Christmas you, you, the lovely box which I didn't bring I could have bought the box I want to say but actually the box looks lovely and what I like I think a n- nice little touch by Nintendo is the box is again the original box oh, I was say, it, it is, is quite yeah, similar it's it, 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 the original, original box obviously scaled down, down. Yeah. It's, it's great isn't it a great little touch absolutely incredible 
so the original 8-bit console was released in the UK in 1986, and obviously this was released last year. Now I said it, it cost £50, but I'm sure everyone has heard the news. What, what, what was the demand like for these particular Ridiculous. Well, they, they, I think they knew that was going to happen. Well, people yeah. were stockpiling them. Yeah. People were stockpiling them and taking photos of it to brag about it on Twitter. I was mm. not happy. I think it was a bit mean, and actually my wife did have to pay more than £50. <gasps> she did. And, you know, I, I don't like to ask how much people pay for Christmas presents. It's not really the point mm. of Christmas, but... It was in the. It was a lot higher. It's about double that, I think. Wow. So that's a wow. bit, a bit cheeky, I think. Before Christmas, I mean, she was lucky to even get hold of one because she was, really there was. was a shortage, wasn't there? I was actually really. I wasn't expecting to get it. I was. Yeah. I loved it actually when I opened it. I couldn't believe. It. I said, "How did you get this?" Yeah. If you think that looks like a perfect miniature model of a NES, mm. you pay three figures for that, and it's and it's working. It's it beautiful. Has games in it. You know, come on. You can't open the flats, though. You can't open the flats. I know, I wish you could open the little flat at the front. You'd you'd probably ask for trouble, though, wouldn't it, Uh, I guess? Probably. You probably would. You know, come on. Another good feature about the console is you can't really do it in the original NES. You can't really save games, can you? No. They give you passwords, maybe, Mm. and you might have to start again. But this console gives you the opportunity to save where you finish. If If you're in the middle of a Zelda game... You can save it where you are and come back to it. God, that's vital for Zelda. It, it is very vital yeah. for Zelda, uh, and actually, that's one one of the real reasons I wanted to get this uh, and play this is is because it had the two first Zelda games. Now I've completed a lot of Zelda games, a lot of them, but never the first two original NES games. So this is well, really, really, really high up there. It's two of the definite games that I'm going to probably play in the future. It's like a passage. It's, it's like a rite of passage for any kind of link. It is. Lincoln Zelda fan, you've got to play you got to play, you got to play the original, see where yeah, it all started, so. definitely. Now there's 30 games, I'm not going to whisk off all the 30 games, mm. I mean that, that's pretty boring, I'm sure you can check the internet to find out what's on there. Talk us through the highlights. I, 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 I tell you what, Castlevania. They've got two Castlevanias actually, they've got the first two, Castlevania and Castlevania 2, Simon's, Simon's Quest. Quest yeah. mm-hmm. Had a quick go at both of those games, never really played them before. And they're really good fun, aren't oh, they? Oh, Castlevania, brilliant. Classics, you know, really, really enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Oh, no. Now, I know mm. Dylan's not really a fan of Double Dragon. I'm not a huge Double well, Dragon fan. Well, 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 I'll be honest, I'll be honest. My, the NES review of the first one I did for the site, yeah. which you can see at www.arcadeattack.co.uk, of course, nice, nice. Um, it was, was actually pretty fun. It had a lot of things wrong with it. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually got around to playing the second one yet. I, so I, I quite enjoy the second one. And actually, it's one of the reasons I got the extra controller. So I was playing yesterday, in fact, mm. with my son, you and a bit of Double Dragon, you know, two-player. Let's be honest, Double Dragon has been done worse on other consoles. Yes. yes. It's, it's probably been done the best. It probably fits the best on the NES. Yeah. I, the other ones. Well, I, I actually will defend Double Dragon. I've always been yeah. a fan, actually. So there you <laughs> go. Now, other games, Excite Bike. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I get a great little fun game. Yeah. Which I wasn't expecting much. I've never really played it before. I've played it before. But it's, it's, simp- it's simple, but it's, simple. It's, it's quite hard. Oh, yeah, I know. I've got you to know. about level. I've got to about track five. I thought yeah. this is getting really hard now, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good for me actually. But when you, you first pick it up, it looks quite basic, but you have to be careful with the way with the way you land and how far the front wheel comes right. up. And that's quite you know. It's, there is quite some skill involved for a game like that. No, really. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's got the original Final Fantasy. Yes, the original Again, Final Fantasy. You know, this, these are these are rites of passage. I know. For any Nintendo fan, you have to do these things. Some real real classics. And actually, one game that really caught my eye was Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, which is yeah, very again, hard. Great game. Yeah. <laughs> which I remember playing on the old Spectrum, I think, back in the day. <laughs> so that was great to get back in my hand again. I, lo- I love that game actually. Uh, other games, Mega Man Two. Mega yeah, Man Two. Yeah, this is that's, well, arguably the best platformer on the on the console. 
I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Again, some really hard games though. <laughs> I'm not hard, used to these yeah. difficulty. You know, all three Mario Brothers, you know, mm-hmm. classics, yeah. classics. Uh, Punch Out, which I quite enjoy playing actually. Mm-hmm. I haven't really played that before. So again, a lot of these games, I'll put my hands up guys, I haven't really played before. And they're all seminal NES, like yeah, all the ones you're rattling absolutely. off here. That's they're right. like seminal NES games. You know, you, you have to play these. That's right. No, they're, they're really, really good fun. Like I said guys, the two Zeldas as well. Uh, on there, does it show you a picture of the artwork? The it does. Artwork? It, it does show the boxes, I think, on some of the pictures. Yeah, so, so the you can box move art for Contra. And it, it's a completely ripped off picture of Arnold. Yeah. Schwarzenegger. Good old Arnie. Yeah, Rambo. And even the alien behind them is a complete rip off of the aliens from Alien. That's pretty fucking yeah. yeah. But is there, so is there only good games on it? The, I, I, I've played every single one now. I, I made sure I at least had a quick go. There's a couple of ones I don't think I'll probably go back to, like Tech, Tech Mobile. Oh, oh, it's the American football, American football game. It's not really my cup of tea. I'm not sure why it's even there, really. I don't even think it's a Nintendo game, but there you go. I think, I think the American market loved that, didn't they? Techno Ball? Oh, I think that was quite big over there. You probably just explain why it's on there. Oh, yeah. Right, exactly. For that reason. <laughs> but really, they're all classics. The Most of these games are really classics, aren't they? They're, oh, yeah. They're up there. Damn, man, whoever compiled this list. Well, I, I, they had am I right much. in thinking none of the three of us own, have ever owned an S? No, I've only yeah, had, no. had, a red, had it through a retro trio. Yeah, so, you know. There you go, then. Beautiful, and actually the menu system is really good. Really easy yeah. to find. Yeah, you literally just see about four, four games on the screen. You can easy scroll, scroll along. And again, they've got the saved games at the bottom. And actually, you can view, you can view the manuals as well. Mm-hmm. It's, got, it's, it's very well presented. Really well presented. And, and it's, act, it's almost faultless, the actual console and mm. the concept and the, the 30 games. But there are a few cons. Oh, no. I think, and so you might, isn't so. You might <laughs> say this is not really a con, and I, I'd like to hear your your view. And I think Nintendo might might have missed a little trick here. Thirty good games installed. Yep, we agree with that. Or twenty nine, maybe you could argue in my case. <laughs> but you can't. I, I think really it, it could have been connected to the virtual console, and I think they could have made it yeah. so you could download future games. Yeah, you, and and you'd still pay, and you'd pay for that. I would it's pay not as if you're like mm. putting on ROMs. Yeah, you're paying to use an official Nintendo service. They really missed a trick with that. And yeah. I think. Well, Let's be honest. The real, the real thing they could have done is give mini cartridges, couldn't they? Oh, he, oh god! But that that would have been a bit, bit yeah. crazy. But they could have easily installed a little virtual console, like yeah. on the Wii U or, or the Wii, couldn't they? So yeah, I mean, and they've said categorically there is no way to add any games to it. Which no, thirty is, 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 is one. But look, I mean, even the controller ports are the the Wii ones, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. So yeah, you can use have, a Wii controller, can't you? You could have had some. You know, they could have if can, they wanted yeah. to. They could have built that in, but that would have been amazing. But well, there's only direct current in, HDMI out. That's it. And that's it. That's your lot. Two controller ports. Now, that, that's you could argue that's a, that's a con, or you, you pay your money, and that's that's fair enough. 30 good games. Mm. These plug-and-play things, it's though. It's plug-and-play. It's just it's what they are, isn't it? It's just, you just get whatever's built inside. But I think a lot, some of them are generous and have the, the Mega Drive one has the slot in it, yeah. doesn't it, for Mega mm. Drive games and things. I guess because it's a shrunk-down version, they, obviously it can do that. Yeah. Or is that, really? Yeah. The biggest con, which I think is good... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just, looking in right yeah. now. He's looking <laughs> at the lens. What are they thinking? It's, it's the, you get one controller, so maybe they could have put two controllers in there, but I, I you, think fair so. enough. But, you yeah, get one yeah. controller, and that's it's a lovely... Look at the controller, it's lovely. It's the controller con- itself is spot on, Beautiful. It? it feels exactly the same. As it's the not a shrunk down version, luckily. No. <laughs> it's a normal size. <laughs> but it's the cable. Look at this! That is the what? The cable is that, is that a metre less? It's 77 like, centimetres. That's That's crazy. That is rubbish, man. You have to sit two foot, two foot away from the You get square eyes. You get square <laughs> eyes sitting that close to the telly. Now, I, I did some research. The original NES 
controllers had a much longer length than this. About double the size. About double the size. I mean, that, yeah, that's you know, a bit more realistic. Which is fair enough. Now, the, I have to say, the first thing I bought was an extender cable for this. So I, I had to buy one. Why? Because yeah, you, you, you either get that or you get a... Ma- I've, got, I've got one of them, like a massively long HDMI cable. So you're stuck with um, You can stick that in yeah, the telly the console and have the console the next to you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you could do it that way. That might be you a don't bit want to do that. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? It is ridiculous. What were they thinking? Of... I suppose that saves them a couple of quid. Well, a little bit of cable. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of cable. Wow. Well, no, no. Well, come on, paper boxes. Times are hard. Times are hard. Card boxes, you know, that's what they do. So they show some, <laughs> some here and there. It, but. It's a big shame because it, that, that, big, that short cable has been a big talking point on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it has. On a, you know, I've been doing a bit of research and Jesus. stuff, but people aren't happy about it. You know, as you can imagine. But overall, I would say that it's worth getting. If you can get it for £50, it's a, it's a bit of a bargain, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've got to be honest, I don't think I would pay more than that. Okay. Yeah. That's, it does just, look no, no, that's just me, and I completely understand what some people have. But for me, I reckon 50 quid is probably That's about a fair right. price. A fair price. I think when you can get an actual NES console for like 20, 30 quid. Yeah. yeah. As well, I don't know. Would you go for the proper retro and get the old one then, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I suppose the, the advantage this has over, um, what, like the the multi game cards that you get. You mm. know, you get those EverDrive cards that I mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier, is is it's an it's an an official it's official product. It's an official yeah, I mean that's Nintendo unusual product. in itself, isn't it? There's yeah. loads of these kind of plug and play consoles and things, mm. but this is the. I think, that, I think that Mega Drive one was an official Sega one as well, wasn't it? I can't, the one that looks like a kind of that's only like that big that one okay the one okay. with Sonic on the box and stuff I'm pretty sure that right. one is still well but I suppose it has to be licensed for them to be able to do yeah, it but this yeah. is actually an official but this Nintendo is like release. yeah this is like an official Nintendo product yeah £50 and then you say okay yeah it's pound sixty a game mm. Well, not bad. Not bad. Before I wrap this review up, <laughs> a little bit of uh, rumours going around, oh, and this on, is an interesting rumour, is that apparently um, Nintendo have actually bought out a new patent, and they've patented uh, a, a, a Japanese SNES controller, uh, and there's a there's, now that's led to future you know big rumours that they're going to make a, a, yeah. a mini SNES. Now that old a mini SNES. Now that's a bit more our sort of time, isn't it? In yeah. Gaming. Now yeah. that would be incredible, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. A shrunk snare. I'd love to see like if it, if it was going to be like thirty games again. Could you imagine? I'd love to see that. Would be a discussion. Be. Can you imagine trying to? You could have. A, you could spend hours talking about what oh, yeah, thirty games should make the cut. It's not many. Thirty is not many. No, it would be a tough job. Wouldn't I think. But then you say that. But they've done a really good job whittling mm. down the thirty on this one. Yeah, I guess. I mean, let's be honest. That I suppose it's seminal. It's one of those games. things, isn't it? It's subjective. There's always going to be people that are like, oh, mm. my favourite game wasn't. Why isn't that? But, yeah. but yeah, I'd be definitely be interested in the SNES one. I think if the price is right, I, I would. I'm, I'm keeping an eye. If it's mm. a similar price. I think I might jump at the chance. Yeah. <laughs> the two, the two brothers together. <laughs> so overall, if I was going to wrap it up with a nice finishing comment, is it's brilliant. Okay, I, I love, I love the look of it. It's, it's, it looks great on the eye. It's proper, proper retro feel to it. It's very nice. Really very well nice presented as well. Like I said, you yeah. plug it in really easily, plugged in, straight in there, and it, it, it's easy to get your head around. Go for it. If you can get it, go for it. I think nice. Right, so a bit of a fun little game here for the uh, good old Keith and Dylan. 
regardless. Yeah, is it going to be fun like the Monkey Island game? It's going to fun? be funner. As in, oh, good. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> good. Less embarrassing, probably. Oh, right? excellent. Yeah, that was kind of uncomfortable. But now, yeah. quick question: It's not part of the game, but how long? Who remembers how long was the cable? Oh, oh, oh! I know. Seventy-seven centimeters. Right, excellent. Which is around thirty inches. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> it's, it's not a maths. This is a maths quiz. <laughs> Kind I, of. Oh it's, God. It's kind of. Kind oh, no. of. Now I'm going to ask you. Can't do I'm going to ask you some questions, and I want you to guess which is longer. So that we're going <laughs> to call. I'm going to call this game. Does size really matter? Oh, oh very nice. See what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to say, for example, we know that the the Nez cable is 77 centimeters. Do you think the following things are, the, longer. are longer or shorter? <laughs> oh, then the Nez than the, the Nez cable. cable. Wow. Right. So so I'll start with higher Dylan. It higher or lower, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the longest ever moustache grown in the world was <laughs> longer or shorter than oh, the Nez cable? Man. If you're really going for it, if it's November or Movember, or I reckon longer. Dinner says longer. Are you going to stick to the same question? No, he's, he keeps wearing it like a massage the cable. Oh, easily Suits longer than him. that, mate. I'm going to say longer as well. Fair enough. How about the longest human tongue ever recorded? Oh, longer. Do you think the... Oh, yeah. Do you think oh, the tongue is longer? Sh- yeah. I'm going shorter. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm telling you. Making a note. And that guy's in demand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm really the... fighting the urge to go. That's what she said. No, yeah. that's what she said. But <laughs> we're not doing that. We were too mature for that. Yeah, we are way too way, mature. Way too mature. Back to the mature game. Yeah, she... carry on. <laughs> How about the longest ever rabbit recorded? <sighs> Longer. Yeah. You think the? Look at that. You can have easily a whole one. rabbit. Okay, definitely. So Longer. Longer. Okay. How about the longest ever goldfish? Ooh. Oh yeah, longer. Okay. Mm, Am I just saying longer for everyone? You've got yeah, four. So I'll, I'll say shorter, just to mix it up. Okay, fair days. The longest cucumber ever measured. Oh, he's longer. 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 Both say longer. How about the longest ever asparagus? Longer. Dylan, man, you t- oh, fair enough. I'm shorter. Okay. How about the longest ever, uh, or, or the maximum known extension of a human neck? Uh, no, shorter. 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 shorter, shorter. All right, this is where it goes a little bit, Grace. The longest oh. nipple hair ever recorded. Ooh. Oh, longer. Where did you find this stuff? Longer, mate. Longer. Longer, okay, fair enough. How about the longest jump ever recorded by a guinea pig? Do they jump longer <laughs> or further than the cable length? Ooh. I'm going to Keith go first. I'm going to say. Longer. Longer. I'm glad he said that because I reckon shorter. Okay. Ooh. How about the similar question, but the longest ever jump recorded by a rabbit? A rabbit longer. question. Oh, yeah, longer, man. Okay. They, them, them rabbits. They, they yeah. can jump far. Yeah. We're almost towards the end, but here we go. The, the, the penultimate question. Do you, what's longer, the cable or the longest ever edible mushroom ever record, found? Edible? Oh, I've seen a massive longer. Timmy says longer. I say longer as well. Okay. And the final question. Do you think the longest ever fingernail ever recorded is longer or shorter? Longer. Longer, because I've seen the guy curl Yeah, around. with the curly-whirly. Right. Well, we've got some different scores here. Uh, it's out mainly, of 12. Mainly because Keith said shorter for a few. I'll go for the answers and I can sort of tick and see who done oh. well. So the longest moustache is longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, both yeah. got that right. The longest human tongue was only 10.1 centimetres. Oh. So actually... Keith was right. Yeah. Oh, shorter. Yeah. 
Um, the longest rabbit was 129 centimetres. Yes, longer. So you're both right on that. Yes. The longest goldfish is actually shorter. Oh. 47.4 centimetres. So actually, no, you, Keith got that right. Mm. Keith's uh, got four in a row so far. <laughs> the longest cucumber was 107, 107 centimetres, so yeah. you're both right with longer. Uh, the longest asparagus, this is crazy, 351 centimetres. I want Whoa. that. I want it. So actually, you're both wrong there. I want it, but it would make your pee smell really it, bad. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be pleasant, <laughs> would it? <laughs> I wouldn't want to go over the bathroom after filling, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Right, the uh, the longest nipple hair. This is pretty gross, isn't it? But the longest nipple hair was 17 centimetres. Oh. So you're both wrong. Oh. Uh, the longest jump by a guinea pig was 48 centimetres. So Dylan got that right. That's the only one I said shorter for, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I got it wrong. And Keith gets it wrong. Uh, the world record for the longest rabbit jump, you're both right, it's much longer than that. Ridiculously long. Three, three metres. Wow. Whoa, wouldn't uh, want to meet that guy. No, I know. And the longest edible mushroom was 59 centimetres, so you're both wrong. It's actually oh. shorter. Oh, and wow. finally, the longest fingernail was 90 centimetres. No, there you go. So it wasn't a lot longer. It wasn't a lot longer. So if we tally it up... Keith's one, isn't he, really? Let's be honest. One, two, three, four, five, six out of 12 for Dylan. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yay! So it's a close battle. But we've all worked out now what is longer and shorter than the, the next cable. We've no, all learned no. something today, haven't Nintendo we? Nintendo sorted out. Yeah. There you go, hope you enjoyed the game. So listeners and readers, uh, this is a segment I'm going to call Dylan's Stupid Ideas, which he'll never do himself. But someone else is quite welcome to undertake. They can steal your idea, you're saying. That's, this is, I'm that's basically, a catchy title for this segment. I basically, and I'm actually hard-pressed to say it again, but what, so this is, you know, because I, I come up with a lot of ideas. He does have time. lots of ideas. And yeah. Some of Schemes. Them. Some of them come to fruition, like Arcade Attack, um, <laughs> and others don't come to fruition, like this one I'm going to tell you about. So, <laughs> so someone steal it and do it. Yeah, basically. Please, someone please steal my idea. And then send it, all the money. Yeah. You're just, yeah, 10%. You take what, 10%? Oh, not even that. If, if, this, <laughs> if this thing makes any money, I think 1% will make me very rich. Well, they, ooh, so, I'm really excited to hear this. Me too. Yeah, guys, this is going to blow your mind. Oh, I have no idea what this is about. So. I'm so really... Where did you go when you were a kid to see the best graphics and the best and get the best kind of experience with a video game? To the arcade. No, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the best, wasn't it, the arcade? It was. It was basically the place where we had to go to get above 8-bit, above 16-bit. Yes, the stuff, stuff you couldn't see at home. Exactly. Exactly. That's why it was. But see, now, what's the problem with current gen gaming? Uh, the graphics are exactly the same, if not better, than arcade machines. That's the thing. Well, that's so why they don't make arcade machines anymore, because they can do it all on the home yeah. console. 
and they can do it like better and you don't have to keep paying like one pound to go no. every time so, yeah. you could, you've got your console you can spend like 20-30 quid on a game and you've got a photo oh you know sometimes photorealistic gaming it's true in your front room true 4k telly I've yeah. got one of those but come on you got one of those yeah so where is the wow factor <laughs> 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 it's breaking clipboards. So where is the wow factor? Uh, Where's the wow factor for today's now. gamer? Yeah, I think nostalgia right. plays a little part. So people might want to go back uh, and play the old games still. Just I like that. Just because but, it, you know, like the old days. But what's the thing that's now making people go? Whoa! I'm asking well, you, Keith. You can ask me. Yeah, you. What am I excited <laughs> about in modern gaming? Yeah. Well, Dil, I would have to say. Virtual reality. Oh. Virtual reality. It's funny you say that. This has hardly been scripted in any way. No. no. No, it hasn't. Hardly, hardly been scripted. <laughs> so, what about, what if there was such a thing called, or had, was, a VR arcade? Oh. Oh. A virtual reality yeah, yeah. arcade. Okay. How does that sound? Sounds good. It sounds as good as Noah's Arcade. Sounds <laughs> it sounds even better when I tell you the name. Go on. Noah's Arcade. No, not Noah's Arcade. You've just ruined No more Wayne's World reference. Sorry. Come on. No. V-Arcade. Oh, actually. That's that quite wild. V-Arcade. V-Arcade. Okay. Ah, that's so, good, actually. So, okay, so, yeah. Wait, there's no A then. So it's V-R... V-Arcade. So you've got rid of the A. V-Arcade. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Yeah, okay. Like, well. <laughs> like like arcade attack only has that one big A at the front, and I share the A. That's yeah, arcade, the arcade has no A. No, it's no A. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. So I know what you're thinking. How's this going to work? How's this going to work? How many like open like derelict buildings are there in the country? Too many. Too many, right? In Budapest, one of the best things they do about derelict spaces is turn them into bars. Bars? Okay. Yeah, they've got like temporary kind of setups, like temporary bars and things. Um, like you get ping pong tables and stuff. Don't look too careful at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't look down. It's rubble. Don't look down. Yeah. You're, yeah. Basically, you're basically walking on rubble. But So, you would just need a derelict space. Okay. Derelict. Derelict. If you will. It's a good word. Yeah. Oh, and then VR would do the rest. So... It'd be a pretty open plan. Uh, you'd have a mixture of different games that you could right. partake in. So, you know, um, in our arcades, well, the few remaining arcades you've got, you've got your kind of boozy games like Star Wars and Afterburner, yeah. and then you've got your kind of like your dancey games, obviously you need a bit more space and kind of dancing around and all that business. So this would be like, you'd have your booth games, yeah. so you'd have your, your headset on, and then there'd be like that kind of kind of sit down experience, but better yeah. than yeah, what you get. Really immersed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also you'd have like so we're in a room at the moment which is about a double like a double bedroom size. So you'd have You mean the areas. arcade attack recording studio. Arcade attack <laughs> okay, arcade attack recording studio, <laughs> Yeah. So so yeah, so you'd have double bedroom size booths all right if you will padded where possibly padded yeah why like not, a mental asylum. <laughs> yeah, why not? At night, for, double up as an asylum. for games where you can wander around yeah and i saw this uh uh some viral video of them having a 
a 360 degree uh, treadmill. Oh, oh wow. I've seen oh, really? these. Yeah, Have you seen yeah, this? Yeah. So you've got your, your headset on and you just run around on this treadmill yeah. and it is as if you're actually in that thing. So things that things would be in this space where you couldn't really have at home, right. isn't it? So a lot of people don't have big open spaces. For this VR thing, mm. they're going to be sitting down a lot. Well, this is the home. thing, although I'm quite excited to try it, the, P- the PlayStation VR, it's it's not designed for you to get up and walk around. No. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the amount of wires that come with it. It's oh, ridiculous. It? Yeah. Um, and obviously you play the games with the PlayStation controller or the PlayStation Move controllers. But yeah. you sit there with a headset, if you walk too far, you'll get out of range of the PlayStation camera. Yeah. And oh, then wow. it will all go wrong. Yeah. So, so it's still, although it's VR, it's still quite limited. Yeah, because you're playing on your... It's basically like having a TV strapped to your face as opposed to an actual vir- virtual reality Yeah, and like, like the Kinect and like the PlayStation Move games, you have to be in front of the camera it, yeah. in a certain radius. Yeah. And if you're okay. not... Yeah. So, so everyone would have a headset still. on. Yeah. So, But there's freedom. Yeah. So this is the other thing. So you've got these like different spaces and you can actually... We can get it so that you can use your own headset so we can have like adapters okay. I so you can have adapters where you can use your own VR headset from home whilst you take it down to the this space where you've got oh, hold on hold on I'm finished and then and for people who can't afford them then there is a rental booth so where you can actually put down a deposit uh. yeah and you can actually use one of the ones nice. there and then you just kind of wander around with the same headset because I was thinking there's no point having a headset per game because one, that's unhygienic and two, it's impractical. Whereas if you just had walked in and just had your one headset and just kind of synced it with the which, with whatever game that you've right. paid for, yeah. then you can enjoy that experience for as long as you kind of pay for it and sync up with the game. Oh, I was thinking it sounds like bowling shoes. I was thinking that as well. <laughs> yeah. You take it off and then they spray it with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you got to spray it. For you got to spray, spray it. Smelly. Yeah. 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 And so you always get that, that one person brings their own bowling shoes in with their really fancy <laughs> That's ones. It. So yeah. this one, everyone's going to bring in their own VR headset and stuff. So, right. so then that would work. And also, um, so going back to the spaces, actually, there's something I missed. Uh, have you seen this Google 3D painting thing that you can do with VR? No. Seen this? No, no. Right. So it basically, so you've got your VR headset on and you use, I think it actually might, might be a PlayStation thing, you use the stick things as a brush and it kind of paints in your space, you kind of do it and it's like sculpting, it's like real life sculpting and then you can see what you've created. Oh, okay, cool man. But again, they need space, yeah, so why yeah. not have it in the VR cave? There can be this, like a creation room. This mm. is powered by Deluxe Paint, buddy. <laughs> Deluxe Paint, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deluxe Paint and Paint.net and other other like yeah. paint programs like that. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, the headsets thing, I think, is good. So someone would have to work at some kind of universal adapter for mm. this. Okay, that's good. How about if someone like collides into each other and something breaks? See, who's who's liable? Well. You're liable for your own. Um, you've got to have so like you've got a to sign disclaimer. a pre-contract. Yeah, you've got to sign a disclaimer. It's like you know when you go skydiving and you sign this thing that says, "If I die, it's not your fault." <laughs> it's basically. It's basically. If I die playing VR games. Yeah, it's, it's not, not your fault. If, if you die listening to this podcast, it's not our fault. So yeah. in theory, then it, the only time that would happen is if you're playing the same game as the people around you. 
That's true, but you then you'd have be, your own... You wouldn't be in the same room in the as same people. Space. No. They you, can't see that no. you're there. Do you know what it reminds me of, it, actually? You, know, you might have a guy at me for watching this, but the reboot of Robocop. Have you seen that? No, no I haven't. No, I know. I'm I sorry. Think... I'm sorry. <sighs> but the, it, one the part of the film is, they show literally um, Robocop's perspective, like a train exercise, and goes, shoots the bad guy. Doo, doo, doo. And it, it reminds me of that a little bit. People like the proper robots walking around. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's nice. actually not a bad bit of the film, which is ultimately a pretty bad film, really. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Cool. Because I was thinking, because you talk about like bumping into each other, mm. I'm thinking the v the whole actual space is its own VR thing. So you put your headset on before you go in. Yeah. So you actually so because because it's a derelict space, the v, the VR headset is picking up from like sensors and stuff oh. and like projecting it in front of you including other people who are walking around so if there is a wall you'll see the wall yeah but you'll see it, it'll be like a neon and, and there'll be like holograms and in front of the wall could be bad guys you've got to shoot for like, yeah you could like okay. actually just kind of wander around and do your own thing so it'd be like a virtual lobby yeah except it's real as well yeah so you're seeing these people virtually yeah but they are there yeah wandering around because then because then that means you'd never have to decorate the space and of as course, long as you yeah. took the sensors and everything with you when you moved to other derelict buildings you'd be alright yeah. see and you can like change it up so uh, you can change the design of it every week so say you go in there one week and it's got it's all kind of kitted out like maybe like 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 art like VR snow falling and stuff if it's Christmas time or you can change it up at different nice. times of the year yeah. see see yeah. it, it, if, if someone could do it the technology's there now, definitely. It would just be someone yeah. making... Someone's the... crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> like, but it's, like I said, it's Dylan's crazy ideas that he won't ever do. So, again, still someone, feel free. Someone feel free to spread free. this idea. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, just call it Dylan's uh, arcade. No, arcade. arcade. VR arcade. VR arcade, yeah. And how would you pay for things? I don't know. But virtual arcade money. You could. That is one option. Oh, I know. It's your scratchy money. It's your scratchy money is another option. <laughs> yeah. But what we're saying is no coins. Oh, okay. No we're saying no coins. No, no, no. no coins. What we're saying... Oh, bitcoins. Contactless. What we're saying is contactless. Not, not bitcoins. Okay. Contactless. Not bitcoins. Oh, you could pay by bitcoins if you wanted. Okay. We could maybe... You could have like a, a card that you can charge up with bitcoins at the end of yeah. it. But what I'm thinking is contactless. Yeah. Boom. Can you imagine? One, you know, someone gets hooked on a game... Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, boop. so easy. You're raking the yeah. money. It is. It no, would be crazy. Don't need to go and change up a tenner. It would be crazy because uh, you know I've, I've I've just been to Hong Kong and one of the best things you can do out there is with um, their equivalent of an oyster card, which is called an octopus card. So you can use it for uh, for travel and you can use it for paying for stuff in Seven Elevens. So you right. can go into Seven. Yeah, an octopus card. Has it got eight functions? Is that the whole point of it? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. It's got the travel, the purchasing. What would you call your card? It has to be some sort of animal, not octopus card. Maybe. It's seen oyster or octopus. This has to be an underwater creature. It's yeah. going to be underwater. Squid card, maybe. I, I, I quite like, I like the sound of a coral card. Oh, no. An axolotl. Oh, an axolotl card. card. They're cool animals. What? What? Axolotls, no? What's an axolotl? They look great. They're like the sort of lizardy, white lizardy things that live underwater. No, we call it the axolotl card. Is that right? Is that right? No, I prefer coral card. Oh, okay. Orca card. That's yeah. Or like Great Barrier Reef. See, card. this whole this idea couldn't happen because we're going to argue about the card name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that is my that is my 
this week, my... This is your dude's crazy idea. No one else <laughs> is crazy idea that he's never going to do. Feel free to steal the idea. <laughs> no copyright. <laughs> Just a little commission would be nice. So we're going to ask people for feedback on your crazy idea. Uh, people can feedback on the ideas, but be nice. You if know. you like to want to feedback on yeah. on, on this idea, uh, what, what animal should we put in our cards? That's what animal we should put on the card? <laughs> uh, the usual. Uh, tweet us at Arcade Attack UK. Uh, drop us on on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Arcade Attack UK, or drop me an email at info at arcadeattack.co.uk. So while we're on the subject of arcades, V-arcades, oh. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the more traditional kind of arcade yeah. um, and just kind of go back and talk about our own memories of... Reminisce. Play- yeah. I mean, see, kids kids these days, <laughs> they just, they don't get the chance unless, they're, maybe if they're on holiday or down by the sea. Yeah. But, you know, well, arcades as we knew them just don't exist it. anymore and it was such a big part like we were saying at the beginning of Dill's VRK thing, when we were kids, that's where we went to go and see the latest and greatest games. It, it and have blow your mind, couldn't it? Yeah, exactly right. And have experiences that you just couldn't have at home. Yeah. You just couldn't. Um, and, you know, gradually over the years, the technology's just got to the point mm. where arcades aren't necessary anymore. And they don't... Oh, they, I know. They don't make um, anyone any money. No. So, you know, they've just died out. And it's sad. Because I've got great memories of playing games in the arcade. I mean, what was, can either you guys remember the first, what's your first memory of playing an arcade game? I mean, for us, just bef- to kind of put it in context, because obviously there's guys out there podcasting that are a bit older than us. So they're going back to maybe like Space Invaders, Pac-Man days. No, but no, we're, God, I would have loved We're that. talking mid to late 80s probably, yeah, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, yeah. it's like Street so, Fighter 2. You know, early 90s, yeah. So we can you guys remember the first game you played at the arcade? Oh crikey, I remember, um, I think I'd just been to a relative's wedding somewhere, it was somewhere miles away, I think my cousin had to drive us, and on the way back, uh, we were at a rest stop, what are they called? What services? They called services, yeah, I Happy rest stops. yeah, something like that. Little chef? Yeah, and it was like, oh, I was like, this is a big machine that you can play games on. Ooh. What's all this about? And I was like, oh, this this soccer game looks better than <laughs> best looks better than my world soccer on the master system. Sure? What's going on? So I worked out it was one of those Neo Geo football oh. games. Oh, okay. 
Um, well, like Super Sidekicks or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was one of those ones. And I wanted to obviously play with my cousin rather than just play one player. Mm. But my, my brain couldn't put together that I needed to put enough money and press the button with <laughs> two people on it as opposed <laughs> oh. to the button with one person on it. So I ended up playing it by myself and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so every other holiday we went to, I went to like seek out arcades. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the next time we went, uh, went to something to the Isle of Wight. Now, if for those of you who've been to the Isle of Wight. Oh, so I love Isle of Wight. There's, 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 there's nothing to do there. Now, <laughs> see, 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 now we've got the added, um, uh, well, the addition of being able to drink. So we could just kind of just get sloshed on the Isle of Wight. But when you're a kid, there's not much else to do. It's apart fossil hunting. Apart from, um, apart from arcades, from just looking at fossils. Fossil hunting. Yeah, going on the beach and things. But again, I would seek out these kind of soccer games. Ooh. And But then, then you roll on to stuff like Afterburner. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. There was an Afterburner machine down there. Was it Was it the one that was just a stand-up cabinet with the stick, or was it the sitting one that rotated? It was the like, sitting one. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cockpit was so good. It was it's like, like Top Gun, isn't it? You yes. Like you're, you're you got in there, the control stick, and the th- whole thing rotated up and down. And the, oh, it was just phenomenal. Man. That was the big thing for me, was those, and that's, it's, I think part of the reason I love Sega so much, they were all about those big arcade experiences. Yeah. And those games, like, in the late 80s, so you had Afterburner. Outrun was, oh, Outrun is probably my first proper oh, memory yes. of sitting down in the car. With the, I always remember the speakers that were, like, in the seat the oh, yeah. the so oh, the music wow. was blaring out it was so was, loud as well they yeah. had yeah. The, steer, the steering wheel with the feedback it yeah. was just, just amazing Brilliant. but yeah like we had that Space Harrier all those kind of Chase arcade. HQ was another favourite Chase of mine. HQ yeah, yeah. all Love those kind of games um, but yeah the Afterburner cabinet that was that was special it's pretty special I, I would love one of those Super Hang On sorry well you actually literally hang on hang on you did I must have worn a so how old would you say you were then oh crikey nine nine yeah so when, when I saw that Neo Geo soccer game must have been about eight and I must have been about 1990 and then sounds about right the Trip was when I was nine so yeah and since then I was just hooked really because all we could afford at home was a master system until mm. I was a bit older and then I got like Amigas and things but just then it was the way even though even trips to Brighton I remember uh, one time we were just down there uh, my dad and loads of his workmates and their kids and everything just went down to Brighton for the day and we were just in the arcade bit on the pit yeah and I remember playing Fatal Fury oh, until, Fatal Fury oh, until yeah. my dad's until all my dad's coins ran out oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like dad have you not got any more coins he's like no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, okay. But had a great time. I had yeah. a great time on that game. Yeah. Well, I, I remember going to Water Palace in Croydon. Oh, yeah. yeah. In oh, I know what machine you're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> well, I remember at Water Palace, there was, there was people crying out. I went to Water Palace loads and I couldn't even swim properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Just for this. Oh, no one actually but, went in the water. No, no one went to the water at Water Palace. <laughs> but near the entrance of Water Palace, near the kind of lobby area, so, you know, the bit where you walk in, the reception area, whatever you want to call it. They had a few arcade machines. They genius. Had, Whoever got those in, clever. Genius. I reckon they made more money on those machines than the actual uh, entrance fee. But. Swimming, but like swimming places back when we were kids, always seemed to have an arcade machine. Also, also chip shops. Yeah, chip shops. Chip shops. News agents. News agents. We've got to come on to that. But yeah. <laughs> But anyway, like I was saying, there was huge crowds around these sort of two or three arcade machines, and there's always like one guy who's really cool, Street Fighter 2. 
Yeah, of course. It, you know, people would watch people play the game. And yeah. it, honestly, it was like, it it was was like an event. It was an event, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Some of these people, I swear they do this. They could, they, they, they didn't know. They didn't have to play the game like this late tomorrow. The SNES version was already out. But so the thing different. is that... The, just looking at the arcade, oh. it was just like just seeing those massive sprites. Yeah, just like that massive Amazing. Blanca sprite just right in your face. <laughs> it like, was electrifying. You could Blanca versus Zangief on that was Ooh. just that. What? What? And there's always my eyes. My eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like there's always one guy he's like hogging the machines like yeah take me on. He wants to take me on. Yeah, cool like, guy. Yeah, he was a cool guy. He's like I'm and, like, the best street fighter. Hey, exactly. Is that you thinking? Yeah, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I'm not that good at street. Oh, it, it's a, oh man, it, good memories. Is good that memories. like is that the first like big memory? Oh, well, I used to go on lots of holidays. Any further? Or? Yeah, lots of holidays with my family, uh, my mum and dad, and my brothers, and we used to go all around to Haven holidays and stuff. And yeah, that's what we did. I like the holidays, but but the evening bit was like that, let's go to the arcade. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's absolutely the same as your family. We went on holiday a lot in this country. And it didn't matter where we were going. All I was, was looking forward always... to was going and playing in the arcades. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. So, for example, and a great so... game that I, I saw, I think it was, it was actually at Butlins. Oh, believe it or not, Butlins, mm. I know. Yeah. And they had a game called Knights of the Round. And the graphics were incredible. Mm. You know, I, I played it recently on the SNES. It's not quite as good as the, as the arcades. But, oh, man, it, it was That's amazing. a beat-em-up, isn't it? It's a beat-em-up. It's a bit so like Street Fighter 2, yeah. obviously medieval. Obviously knights. Nice. Medieval. <laughs> it is, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's just like, whoa, what is this game? And it, it, it could rip your console to shreds, couldn't it? <laughs> Graphics. Yeah, many, many pounds went into that game, I tell you. But, yeah. just, you know, even though the arcade scene here has died right down, I'm pleased to say that it's still alive and well in Tokyo. Ah. So well, I went there a couple of years ago, and uh, those of you guys who have been to Tokyo know of Akiba, uh, uh, otherwise known as Geek Paradise. And there are about three, four Sega arcades there. Ooh, nice. And now what they've done, Sega, is put RPG games into... Ooh, into arcades. Yeah, into the arcade. Okay, they do take a fair bit of, uh, you know... Coinage. Fair, dedication, fair bit of coinage. Uh, and you've got those and you've got the turn-based... Stuff oh, that's kind wow. of Final Fantasy combat based, wow, got okay. loads of those, and it's kind of a okay. new approach. Stuff that yeah, it is, well, and also rhythm games. Rhythm so games, like, rhythm games that require, that require a bit of space. So I remember they've got games out there. Well, you could, you've got your dancing games. They've got like they're on a much bigger scale. Like the kids are literally hanging off the bars and stuff playing some of these games. It's amazing, <laughs> but it's good because it still gets it still gets people together mm, in a space. Good, and the atmosphere really reminded me of. You know, back in the day when you used to go to the good old days, to you know, to hum in to hum in arcades. Well, Sega, Sega World, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come on to that in a sec. But oh, okay. that's the thing. I mean, it has, it does in this country. It seems to have died out, and it's a real shame. But like when I was a kid, one of the games that I always used to find seemingly on holiday. So there must there must have been a lot of them on the south coast of oh, yeah. England. Mm-hmm. Power Drift, Ooh. which is an old oh. Sega racing game. I know a lot of people kind of go. Hmm. And does, they yeah. don't necessarily remember it, but it was it was another uh, driving game, like Outrun, with the perspective from behind the car. But you sat in the car, and the best way I can describe it is when you're driving. It has the feel of a roller coaster because whereas in Outrun 
you were just driving along a flat mm. road with maybe a slight little bump here and there. Yeah. It kind of, it went up, it went down, it went round, it went over, and the car tilted as well. And there was Ooh. lots of kind of rotation and oh. sk- sprite scaling and stuff. I play that. It was really, really good fun. Um, I haven't played it since. Uh. The only way I know of getting hold of it, or the only way I think I'm going to be able to get hold of it, is to get a Japanese copy for the Sega Saturn. Wow. And I'm going to need to get try, try and get Saturn it. enabled to play Japanese games. Oh crikey! Yeah, but I'm prepared to do, to do it because I need I need to play this game again. It's wow. one of the few games. It sounds amazing. It's awesome. And <laughs> Wait, one of the things I remember about well, it as well, you when know, you, Street Racer. Oh yeah. You know the guy, the bald guy with like the braces and the blue car. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was like one of the main characters yeah, yeah, like, yeah. on the box and stuff. One of the characters in Power Drift is exactly like him, so I don't know if when they made Street Racer they kind of ripped okay. it off. We should have asked Ding. Yeah, we should have asked Meb Ding. But yeah. that's, I, I don't really remember any of the other racers from Power Drift, but I remember him. So I don't know why it stands about. It's, yeah. it's such an awesome game. I mean, I'll probably play it now and be like, eh. yeah. because it won't be. But yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, of those one of the games that I loved as a kid. That I, one of the few that I haven't managed to play again now as an adult. Do it. I'm really desperate to do it. Well, if anyone knows how to Japanese up a Saturn. Oh, I know, I know. It's oh, he knows how to do it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I need to get me an action replay cartridge. Oh, but action replay. I remember those. Yeah, well, it, uh, without getting off topic too much, it acts, you know, in the back of the Saturn, there's a cartridge slot. Do you know this? Am I going to have to do a Sega Saturn special? Because I've heard. Yeah, you had one. I had one, yeah. Had one. It's on my shelf now, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. There's it? a cartridge slot at the back. It's actually for. That's to put the bigger um, game in, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only. If you only. Could, you could break Saturn's doing that, can't you, apparently, I think? Well, you probably could, yeah. yeah. It's um, uh, from a memory expansion cartridge. Oh, yeah. Because there was a lot of games where extra animation, things like that, were stored on the cartridge. Bob's, but the action replay cartridge kind of bypasses the region. Mm. Oh, lock, so you can play Japanese and American games on the Good. standard PAL. Nice. Saturn. Do you so know where to get one of those action replay? They're all over the place, yeah. I just oh. haven't bothered to get one yet. You can get one on eBay and on Amazon and stuff like that. Okay. But there's so many good games that people Tip of the don't want to be. Yeah. Well, I would get like one. to. So many good games, so many Japanese Saturn games that are supposed to be amazing. So you put it in and then you can just put a Japanese disc in and it'll work. Yeah. That's amazing. Apparently there's like a small handful that it won't work on, but like 95% or something. You can obviously get your console modded, but I'm not. No, no, don't do that. So I'll probably have to do like a... Keith, Saturn. Saturn yeah I'll do a Saturn special in the future Keith loves Saturn but yeah so that was a little bit of a tangent there yeah, as long as it's not Keith loves Uranus we'll be alright <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah you mentioned Sega World yes I did yeah. talking about arcades now for those of you not familiar with the delights of Croydon uh, as, as oh, sadly are um, in Debenhams the lovely department store for middle aged women sorry I'm offending people now oh, yeah. um, on the top in Debenhams or in Aldous? the no, it's Debenhams. What was the one in Alders? That was just an arcade, wasn't it? It was the one in Alders. Yeah. Say so what? Go back to the one in Debenhams. We'll talk about Sega's. <laughs> in Debenhams, on the third floor, I think it was, oh. um, there was a Sega World. And, and in the mid-90s, there was a, quite a few of these. There was one in the Trocadero in London, mm. which is obviously a lot bigger. But I just have this abiding memory. As you went up the escalators, they'd sort of done the whole kind of, I don't know, landing? Do you call it a landing? In a yeah, landing. Um, it had all been like painted up and there's Sonic and like other game characters God. and stuff and, and it was just it was like going it up into great. this magical place yeah. it was great um, and it was I don't know it's probably about 90 f- 
94. I'm going to say between like 93 and 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was, it, it was you were hitting the era of Virtua Racing. Virtua Racing. Yeah, Virtua yeah, Fighter. Oh, Daytona. Daytona. Yeah. yeah. It was, wasn't it? Virtua Virtua Pop. Yeah. yeah. All Man- those Manx. Manx TT Superbike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all of that stuff was going oh, on. And that was, that was an awesome. I remember going there a lot. There was a video game shop next to it wasn't it yeah I think at the time it was probably electronics boutique yeah (laughs) (laughs) by the way that's still as Coca-Cola by the way (laughs) fizzing up anyway you got too excited about um, Sega World I've just exploded I've just exploded I'm really excited we're talking about Sega World it's exciting stuff it really is but yeah I mean those those games for me Daytona Virtual Racing it was great I think you, had, you could get vouchers, couldn't you? And use them and sort of... Really? Was it? Probably tokens, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember, I think... Remember. And the, the, well, I was delivering the newspapers at the time, free newspapers, and I think there was little tokens in these free newspapers. Oh. And I, I purposely cut some off. And so I what? So you gave up, delivered these papers yes. with bits cut out. And then I'll take, nice. them to, I'll take them to the... You can redeem them for a voucher, and they could get like... Uh, you can play, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't see any of those vouchers. No, well, well you didn't deliver... because he cut them out. You didn't deliver the Croydon uh, Garden, did no, you? No, but you didn't though? give any of those to me. <laughs> you got a page of the Garden, but it was all ripped off, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Sega was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Great times. Just, oh. no, you know, that was where you went, and then when you kind of heard, oh, Daytona's going to be coming to the Sega Saturn and Virtual Fighter and Virtual Cop, and that probably... Eight-player Daytona? Eight-player oh, that's the eight. dream. Is that the dream? See, I think that's one of the dreams of Heart of Gaming, doesn't it? Eight, yeah, eight. no, fair play to Heart of Gaming, actually, because I know you said that arcades are dying, but there's a man, isn't it, Mark, who runs the Heart of Gaming, he's trying to bring it back to London. So respect. Yeah, guys, any, any crowdfunder he does from now get on it yeah, because we need this to happen it needs to happen yeah <laughs> we'll be paying a, vis- uh, paying a visit there or paying a visit even ready to be seen we would we, we'll see it so mm-hmm. yeah I need, I need to play Arcade Daytona again <laughs> yeah that, that's up they have this new Sega Rally Sega Rally Sega Rally I mean, Sega at that point I mean this is very very close to the point they started to lose the plot but at that point and for probably the preceding 10 years, Sega were king of the arcades. I think that's fair. It's just, you know. That was their realm, you know. Oh. Nintendo kind of dominated the home scene, but Sega, yeah. Sega, dom- Sega blew your mind in a different way, didn't they? Mm. So oh, yeah. Nintendo tried to bring you to your home, and Sega was thinking, well, you know. You do, guys, you know do you know what you I saw running on an arcade machine recently? It was, it was uh, Mario Kart. On an arcade machine, you've seen that. You can actually no. play Mario Kart on an arcade machine. Wow. It was like eight-player eight Mario Kart. Is it? And it's a proper sort of proper proper steering scene. game. Oh, and wow. it, was, it was different tracks. I didn't recognise any of the tracks, and you could actually put your face on there. And I thought well, this is a bit interesting, but yeah, it's well, and, it, well, so it's like the, and it's the original Mario Kart. It's the old, no, it's or new, is it a newer one. It's kind of I say it's more sort of Mario Eight kind of graphics. Oh, okay, so, so it's a, a modern thing. Yeah, oh, it's cool. updated graphics, but I, I was a bit surprised actually. I'm surprised they haven't done it sooner. Yeah, yeah, true. I but, guess like we've been saying, arcades. You know they don't really make it on any money, but the thought of actually sitting in one of the carts oh, and racing, you know. chucking some of those red shells at people, what yeah. be better in life, eh? Yeah, no, that would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the kind of from the mid '80s to the mid '90s, that that time going to the arcade. I mean, I've got great memories. You know, I've great memories of racing my dad on Max TT on mm. holiday on those bikes. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, obviously people play games together at home now, and that's right, that's right. all good. But that kind of experience... Mm. It's just different, isn't it? Hard to... Yeah. 
miss, it's hard to I talk do, about I really miss actually, though, yeah. yeah, I miss that. And when, whenever we, like my dad, he lives by the coast now. Whenever we go up there, I always want to go to wherever the nearest arcade is. But you, once you got past all the claw machines oh, don't and the fruit, those, mach- oh. fruit machines and those little penny ones that the kids like to play, the, yeah. The, yeah. you might find a rusty old yeah, time Sega Rally or, yeah. Yeah, or an old time crisis. But they've got like one game... And it's, you know, it's kind of sad. Whereas those those places used to just be full. Like, wow, what do I play next? And now it's like, oh, I'll just play this. And <laughs> just because it's here. Don't really want to, but... And that's it. Yeah. That's a real shame. What's that place in Berry that's got about 100... Oh, the Arcade Club. Arcade Club? Yeah, Ooh, we must go to we Arcade Club. We, we will make like, a pilgrimage. Yeah, it's something like two, 200 arcade machines. And I think you just you pay a fee to get in and... You just play? Play. So it's the same, same kind of thing as art gaming, isn't it? So it's not part of these the world that I normally travel to, but yeah. you do guys it. doing this out there, you're our heroes. You so are. Keep it going because we will visit you and we will feature you <laughs> and we will praise you. Keep the dream alive. Keep the dream alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. So are there any, any other kind of like classic arcade games for you that you spent a lot of time on? For me, yeah, obviously we talked about Street Fighter. Final Fight. Fight. Oops. I always yeah, also I always love Simpsons arcade game. That that's Simpsons good. Arcade that's Simpsons good. arcade game and obviously the Turtles arcade oh, game classic, as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think Four they player cabinets as well, where you all oh, stood around. I can trump that. I think there was a six player X Men, wasn't there? I remember that game. I think there was a six player controller. Wow. That was a similar thing, wasn't yeah. it? It was a side scroller. Yeah, yeah. But you could have six characters on the screen at one time. It was crazy. That's quite impressive. That is madness when you think about I it. I never played that. But yeah, Simpsons is definitely oh, that's and great, Turtles yeah. one. Yeah, it, was, it was just the right time as well. Yeah, it was. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So, um, what are your favourite arcade memories? What are your favourite arcade games? Get in touch. We'd love to hear about it. Definitely. Yeah, do it. So, yeah, it's, I'm sure this is a topic we'll revisit. It's just something I wanted to touch on and kind of give you guys an idea on what yeah. we grew up playing in the arcades. So, uh, share, share your own stories. We'd love to hear them, actually. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. So, we've come to the end of another podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Please get in touch and let us know what some of your favourite arcade memories are and also what you make of Dylan's arcade idea. And also, if you've got the Nintendo Classic Mini yourself, get in touch and let us know what you think of it. Um, You can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK. You can find Adrian at Arcade underscore Adriano on Twitter. Um, And I'm also there at KeithBarlow82. You can also find us on Facebook facebook.com slash arcade attack and you can also email us through the website www.arcadeattack.co.uk where you can also find all the previous podcasts the podcasts if you want to download them are also available on podbean stitcher and good old itunes um, where you can also leave us a lovely review and rating which would be much appreciated so coming up in the next few weeks we have got a podcast which will have a special on June 2 Uh, we'll also include a look at Road Rash on the Mega Drive Home Alone and Ghostbusters and following that up in the next few weeks uh, there'll be something that I'm in particular looking forward to a lot and that is a Silent Hill 2 retrospective special so keep an eye out for that in the meantime take care and we'll speak to you soon